When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. Good morning, St. Louis. Now wait just a doggone minute. Where is Tim? That wasn't Tim's voice. Bring the I'm text. used to hearing Tim. We're ready for the text. The show's been horrible so far without him. <laughs> yeah, really bad start. Yeah. Brutal. Just brutal. Oh. You are listening to The Morning After, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. That's right. I'm running point today. Tim is out sick today. Hope he feels better. Uh, he is out sick, so this wasn't planned, but he is out sick. So it is just the, the four of us in here today. When I say four of us, I, of course, mean Douglas Elvin Vaughn across from me, Darren the Plowboy Atkins, and to my left, Brentwood Hall of Famer, and St. Charles Bowling Hall of Famer, Ken no, Iggystra. Uh, St. Louis USBC Hall of Fame. STL USBC Hall of Famer, Ken Iggystra. Yeah, so, so Tim is out today, which means uh, the, the JV squad is in. Mm-hmm. But, you know... There are opportunities for the JV squad to pull off an upset and really deliver a quality presentation for the listeners. That's what our goal is today, is to, develop, is to give you a quality presentation. Now, if you want to get involved to give your opinions on this quality presentation, you can, of course, text in on the EDF text line. That is 314-881-TMA5. I guess you can call in 636-904-TMA. I'm not back in my studio. KG Noten is not here. Oh. And uh, Plowhawk doesn't have his eyes on the phone. Bank, Even if as I, I call saw it, it ring, I think call. I'd let it go to voicemail. No, take any call. Mm-hmm. Let's play Russian roulette with the phone lines. Yeah, so if you want to call in and we uh, happen to see it or you text in prior and say, I'm calling in right now, and then I can tell Plowhawk to keep an eye on the phone bank, uh, then I guess we can try it. But if not, then uh, text will be your, your solution to that. We are in the mug and ass 7 o'clock hour here on the morning after, presented to you by Brown Crouppen. And, uh, you know, this is the listener show today. If you want a yeah. good show. It's on them. It's on you. And uh, we'll try our best to deliver for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not happy, as you can imagine. Well, but none of us are happy, especially with the, the Billiken loss to Drake. How can we show up in a, on a... Thursday morning, happy with, after that happened. Have they won a game yet this year? Yes. Yeah, they need to fire Travis Ford before oh. that thing gets off the rails. I, and I and I actually love slew Billiken basketball, and I love me some Travis Ford, but it ain't working out. They got all kinds of guys hurt. I, I, I'm talking even before this. I, I just think if you can't win the A-10 tournament and can't make an NCAA tournament making $2.5 million a year, 
I mean, he makes half of what Brad Underwood makes, but Brad Underwood obviously has a top 25 team and consistently make the tournament. So I, I think with the resource, the amount of money you're paying him, it just ain't it. It just ain't it. And I think the expectation of, oh, we can't get anybody better, that's, I think, a real bad mindset. So that's all my slew bill can take. I love going to games and hate kind of where they are. Well, I think, uh, and I have a fondness for the Billikens because Brian Kunderman, their media guy, every year sends me gobble stuff at Travis Ford basketball and swag, and they're, oh, very, does he? they're very kind to me. Um, but the players love him. The administration loves him. Uh, and he's had some success. Um, so I don't think they're ready to fire him yet. But, uh, you know, he's good for the program. You know, and you just have to think, you know, what is SLU, what are they looking for? Are we going to be a perennial NCAA team and make it to the Sweet 16? Is that the kind of school and basketball team we are? Or are we just, you know, we love our coach, we love our players, and uh, they put out a nice product. We just don't win as much as we should. Lose it by 41 to SAU yeah, Carbondale. That's, that's, not, uh, that's not good. That's that's, that's that's that's. But most most years, they're competitive in the conference. They right. get in the tournament every few years. I, it'd be great if it was Marquette. If they were that quality, and that's what they strive for, but they're not there. They're not there yet. No, but no. it's not like it's perennially a bad team. It isn't. He has had some good teams in the very recent past, and they have failed to deliver big non-con wins, big non-conference. Don't say wins. non-con. <laughs> They've had opportunities when they had Yuri Collins and a, a solid team to make things happen. A couple games back-to-back against Auburn they couldn't get. And if you don't have any signature non-conference wins going, I call them non-con, Doug. Stop it. Going into the A-10 conference play and you're kind of saying we need to win the A-10 tournament to win, mm. to get a spot, that's a bad place to be for SLU. They want to they wanna, you know, kind of control their own destiny to an extent when they get to conference play and they haven't been there in a while. To be fair, though, the team that got cut off right before COVID was really good, and I think they could have been yeah. made some noise in the. Yeah, it shows that he can recruit, um, and they did a lot of things over there. I mean, that new uh, building they opened up in October over there's fast. I was in there um, when I went to pick stuff up back in November, and it was the first time I've been in there, um, and just players, athletes coming in and out of there, and just a tremendous building. So they're doing things over there, and they're making money. I guess they have great boosters, great donors. Yeah, it's a great facility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always surprised that it's not a bigger deal in town, that people don't go crazier for Billiken basketball. At we their, have no other basketball here. Yeah, at their best. Like uh, I remember that whiteout game against Butler, Butwa, uh, Butwa, the 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 Blizzard game, the Billiken Blizzard game, where Dickie V was in town. Yeah, and that was that game. You couldn't even come close again. The, the last basketball game I went to before COVID was against Dayton, Obi Toppin, Plowhawk, and the Dayton Flyers. And Good club there. Slew lost right at the end in overtime, but Did that game was Scoochie, packed. Scoochie Smith. <laughs> Scoochie Smith. <laughs> Fly Williams, the P is, uh, flies open, go yeah, pee. I, I wonder why, it, why it's not like that all the time. That's a great facility. I mean, this is a great yeah. facility to watch a game in. Uh, but Kwame Vayuk is the fourth uh, here in the EDF text inbox. Kind of underscores the whole point there. Sub 200 in the Ken Palm rankings. That is not acceptable, and four needs to go. He has squandered an insane amount of talent. That's oh, Kwame Vayukas. I don't know. I don't know. Well, basketball I player? like him, so I don't want to see him fired. Who? Is he a basketball player? Kwame Vayukas? Well, wasn't there Ian Vayukas? Yes. Cat you sing Mitchell. a little song? Kwame, that's a cross between Kwame Mitchell and Ian Vayukas. Maybe he's related to both of them. 
No. In Bayucus, don't you rebuke us. Stay with the Billikens. Hey. Uh, no, Tim, this is yet another day that will live in infamy that is from Minute Bowl eligible. Well. Oh, don't listen. Maybe Tim <laughs> is just downtrodden that the Blues coughed up four second period goals. Yeah, if six to three loss. loss. Maybe that's it. Golden Knights. Binner, Binner. Can't Chicken go back dinner. to back. No. I don't think it was his fault. They gave up four in the second period. I ain't going to do yeah, it. They're not good either. Well. Well, they just beat the Golden Knights uh, two yeah. nights prior. They're eggs. No, they're still not good. I would say they're an okay club. Yeah, middle of the pack this year. Doug, I'm curious where you're at with this. I asked Tim this on Monday, maybe Tuesday, probably Tuesday. And I asked him if you had to grade the Blues season based on the preseason expectations, what letter grade would you give the Blues so far? Right now, based on the what we thought they were going to be, I guess their letter grade would be about a, a B. Yeah, that's where we were, B to B+. Because they're about what you thought they'd be. I'd say C. C. Explain yourself. Show your work, baby. Yeah, they're about a 500 team. They're now in fifth place in the in their division. That's not great. No. And the power play is still just not there. Yeah. Not where you want it to be. Didn't see a game, so I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen any of the games this year? I've seen yeah, very I've few, seen, to Yeah, I've fair. seen two that were on uh, ESPN+. Plus. Because I have Hulu, and that has ESPN Plus and Disney. I have the package. So every once in a while when they're on ESPN Plus, I can switch over there and watch for a little bit. Yeah. Well, and this is one of those seasons where just about the time you think, well, they've got it together now. Maybe they're going to go on a little run here. And they kind of fall apart again. I, I guess that's have... what happens when you're a middle-of-the-pack team. I wish we had more sports here to talk about. Yeah, the Cardinals. I wish we just big had an yesterday. NFL team. That would be kind of fun to talk uh, yeah, about. Yeah, that oh, was boy. fun. Every time I watch the NFL, well, I, know, I, know. I just, I just, I, I, I long for the days of me complaining about, you know, Pat Shermer's uh, uh, offense, Brian Schottenheimer, and his yeah. his weak offensive play call, uh, getting ready for the draft. I miss all of it. I truly do. Are you guys like me that uh, I don't have a team? Oh, I, just because the Rams left, I'm not adopting a team. I watch games for players. I love watching the Chiefs because of Kelsey, because of uh, Mahomes. Uh, I like watching Jacksonville, uh, some good players. I like I like players, so I'll watch games that are on that I, you know, enjoy watching the players. Same in college football. Um, so I don't really, I'm not gaga over the NFL. Oh, it's four games today, great. If it's a good game of good players, I like watching football. But I don't have a team I root yeah, for. That's the way a lot of people are. They watch your fantasy players. Right. Yeah, I, that too. I watch based on what games I'm betting on. And if you're looking to watch games on who you're betting on, well, that's Circa Sportsbook. Is there a place to go? Oh, that's Circa. Circa. Yeah, okay. Circa. Yeah, it's the world's largest sportsbook sure in Las is. Vegas, Doug, and now it's in Illinois. That's right. If you live here in St. Louis, you make the short drive across the river, or if you already live in Illinois, you sign up for the Circa Sports app because the Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. You're not going to talk to a chat bot if you run into any issues with the Circa Sportsbook. You're going to talk to a real human, the same people that run the Circa Resort out there in Las Vegas. Plenty of football this weekend to gamble on, as we talked about with the NFL, but also uh, in-season tournament tonight, more hockey, college hoops, whatever you like, it's over at Circa Sports app. Visit CircaSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Great QFTA this week, Jackson. I did feel like there was a miss in the title if this week's show was How how Was Raylene to Eat? I don't know if I can read that fully. What? 
that really in the porn star? Uh, <laughs> Tim did mention her. I've, uh, I've interviewed her. Was that straight to the web, or was that? Uh, uh, I think me and Biff had her on one of our <laughs> Biffin show. Biffin God, show. I missed that. Yeah, she's one of my faves. Who the hell is Raylene? <laughs> uh, she's considered a milf. She's probably in her late forties by now. Okay. So we're just supposed to know who that is? No, you weren't. I do. That's why I asked. Are you talking about the porn star Raylene? Oh. Pirates with uh, the sex scene with uh, Janine and Jesse is maybe one of the best lesbian scenes of all time. Okay. <laughs> oh, it is, without a doubt. It was supposed to be like a three-minute scene. It went for like 12 minutes. It's kind of like one of your cameos. And Jesse told me, she goes, we were just having so much fun. And he just said, keep going. We were enjoying each other so much, we just finished. What a bit of directing. He yeah. just said, keep going. Just keep going. Brilliant. Hey, guys, Iggy can't name six blues players. It's from Curtis Sanford's Gracie Fivefold. I'm kind of curious if he can. Well, Bennington, Falk. Oh, for heaven's sake. Well, I got, got this. I got to think. Robert Thomas. There we go. Um, Who's the other big name player? Big time, big payment. Yeah, I'm thinking of this. Well, my favorite guy, Bruce Nevich. There we go. Nice. Count that. That's four, Doug. I couldn't, I couldn't name the backup goaltender. I know that. It's Joel um, Hofer. I'm trying to That's think. That's it, four blues. Linquist. Linquist. No, sorry. Oh, but you knew Jaylene. <laughs> that was just Ray like Lean, a, a the sw hell. Swedish name generator in your head. Uh, what? what? That was gibberish. Kiss No, five. sorry. That was like freeze locker cop. <laughs> yeah, that, you, you, you kind of your brain's buffering at the moment. You just do what you want. Like the, there's a family gap that goes, I can go through all the alphabet in one second. No, you can't. What was that? Good bet, oh. Doug. That was all, a nice sketch. All letters. <laughs> uh, I, if my brain's not working, I probably could come up with a couple more. Well, we'll we'll kick it back. We got four at the moment. We'll We're kick it back up it, in the dog. eight o'clock hour after we finish the Monday I know I'm missing some, hour. some easy ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, some of the bigger names got traded last year at the deadline. So, yeah, I said I don't watch a lot of hockey. I don't pay attention. Okay. So don't fair. hold against me. I don't pretend to be a hockey expert. Uh, happy three-year anniversary, Jay Money. That's the gooch from Different Strokes. Yeah, Doug, uh, today marks three years of me being on the presentation. Oh, oh it really? does? Yeah, my first show, Sans Gangster Pete, was uh, December 7th, 2020. And I actually looked back yesterday at what the segment title of my first one was, and it's, oh, it's just perfect. It was Fight Tiger Fight, because mm. they had just beaten Arkansas. Uh, Harrison Mevis had a game-winning kick against Arkansas, and they and they defeated the Razorbacks to close out that COVID year. Now, were your parents upset that you had this Ladue education and then a degree from a zoo and then couldn't find gainful employment and had to settle for this? No, because uh, at the time, you know, December 2020, I had been graduated from college since August, and I had not found a job. I had probably, I'm not joking, I had probably applied to 70 places. 70? And I maybe... What sort of jobs? Well, I had a sport management degree, so usually something in sports, oh. and they weren't hiring, and then you start looking towards, like, outside sales, this, that, and the other thing, and you, the only thing I heard back from was what seemed to be, and I'm not making any accusations, but what seemed to be some sort of multi-level marketing company. <laughs> yeah, they'll hire you on oh, the spot. Yeah, they'll, they they'll take they emailed anyone. me back 20 minutes after I sent my application in, right. which was suspect they wanted me to come in they talked about how much money i'd make how much money the the managers make but then yeah. i'd be like standing in a sam's club for 12 hours a day <laughs> trying to sell internet <laughs> i i just didn't want to be any part mm. of it so when i got this gig uh my dad who's been a listener since the inception of the morning grind and my brother who's listened for 15 years probably himself 
They were very fired up. They were very excited. Were they? Yeah. Well, just get out of the house. I was sleeping late and not doing anything, applying a job. So yeah. it's good to get out of the house and got a job. And look at me now. Okay. Look you know what? HD two star. I've had, you know, we live in a neighborhood of, you know, two, four family and also single family. So kind of a wide variety. But we always get door to door, you know, whether it be AT&T, you know, whether it be Comcast or Internet service provider, you know, wanting to come in there and dig up your yard to run mm-hmm. fiber, all this stuff. But I feel bad for them because I know they're grinding. They're young kids. Yeah. You can tell they're either still in college or just out. And you just kind of... You know, they have surveys they need to do, you know, and I just answer all the questions. Yeah. I try to be as accommodating as possible and politely mm-hmm. saying, no, I'm good. Yeah. But at least they, you know, they get the experience of trying to sell something and they get, you know, their question. They probably never are able to get through with anybody. Probably get doors slammed in their face. Sure. So you got to be nice to the, uh, to the youngsters. That's a grind. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I respect that, too. I always feel bad for you. Iggy, what's going on here? You got tired of... I'm just trying to turn this down. You left or right to go down. Left. You got tired of Plowsy's story? So... Lefty Lucy. I'm listening. Okay. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Plowsy said I'm done. I was listening. I just... Well, at least you have a door where they can show up and try to sell you something. In my day, we didn't have doors. Yeah. Right. Or was that that clay hut? They would just kind of... Oh, we would have loved to have had a hut. We couldn't afford that. What did they just brush the beads? Is it like... It was beads. Carport. No, we had dirt holes. We lived in dirt holes. Living in a tree house? They just throw some nuts up at you? You That's couldn't afford tree trees. That's couldn't afford them. That's sucks because you can't just say, hey, we're not home you're in a, a hole, you know? Right. We evolved oxygen. Just standing there in a hole. Kind of like how they got Saddam Hussein. They found him in a hole. That's how we all live. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, he was in got a house, him. wasn't he? <laughs> he was in a house. No, he escaped to some hole. And had to oh, yeah. Those caverns. Oh, I'm, I'm, thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of uh, Osama bin Laden's. Bin Laden. Yeah, he was in the house. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a quick trial, wasn't it? They just grabbed him, put him, in a, put him on a rope and said, guilty. Well, it was less of a trial and more of a manhunt. Mm-hmm. Why like, did yeah, they were filming it. He was filming with his phone and they're all yelling at him. Was it Bin Laden got the sea burial, which is super weird and odd? Yeah. Nobody actually confirmed that it was him outside so of the six sure. people that came. <laughs> or, or they wanted to make sure that there wasn't terrorism from the people trying to get his body back. But at the first time I've seen anywhere, in any point in time, my 34 year, that somebody got a sea burial. Like on live national, it's like <laughs> a live feed. They're just dropping a wrapped sheet body right. into the middle of the ocean. Well, I think that has to do with the religion. They, I, they, I, abided, I don't, by, <clears throat> they abided by the Muslim well, that was nice. tradition that they, he wanted to be buried at sea, so just... You know, he was a terrible man, but not all Muslims are, and that's if that's their religion and that's what they believe in, that's what they did. But, yeah, it's not like, uh, I mean, there was, what, a secretary of the Navy or something was there to, but nobody knew it was him. You could just say it was anybody. Congrats, Jackson. It's been a nice three-year change of pace of having an educated, competent human in the producer's chair. You deserve charity compensation for babysitting the stoner and the clueless man baby that you work with to many more years at TMA Jaxie. That's from Little Tommy Tribbins. I appreciate the sentiment, but there's no babysitting. I love working with the, the four other gentlemen, uh, KG No Town when he's in, and all the people here at Hubbard Radio. It's been an absolute honor, and I look forward to, to many more years doing this with you fellows because I really do love, love my work. You want this to be your career job? 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy where I am right now. People ask me that a lot. They're like, well, so what's your plan? I'm like, I don't have a plan. Like, I'm happy what I'm doing now, and when I'm not happy, I'll maybe make a change. But for right now, I'm very happy, and I love the people I work with, and it's a fun gig, and so I'm going to keep doing it. I know you can't answer this. It's a good political answer, though, by Jack. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'll last another 30 years to so be as long as me? <laughs> oh, for heaven's sakes. Well, Jackson has a tough way to answer this. I don't know if I'll have the accolades. I don't know if any Hall of Fames are on no, the horizon. Uh, on to do that. Horizon. Right, right. I can try. You know, I can strive for the greatness you have achieved, but to to reach it. Well, you're very good at what you do. So well, if you thanks, want brother. to broaden this to program director, um, you know, that's big, the big concern is how we are developing program. Right, director. and I don't I don't know if I want Jeremiah Crow's chair. No. Yeah, or and pre- that is what we like to call a problem. President, <laughs> president of a company or something like that. Maybe Tommy takes you under his wing and shows you the in and outs. And, you know, 10 years from now, you big wig and Hubbard. You know, it's a good company. It's a good company to work for. So, you know, Love you it, move man. up in the organization. You're you're with a great company. Yeah, man, life's good. So I'm not I'm not looking for any change. I'm happy, happy as Have hell. Have you thought about going back to school to get a, a more no. meaningful degree? No, 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 no. Every time, every month, I pay my student loans off. I am reminded why I'm not. You still paying those off? Yeah. Oh. Well, they were frozen until September, so yeah, I'm still paying them off, Doug. He's not 55 yet. Yeah. I thought our president took care of those. Said you don't have to pay him. No. No, 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 no. You had the power to try to buy votes that way, but not uh, to actually uh, do I, it. I'm, I'm not getting into politics. I owe, I owe I money. That. But I have a great financial advisor who I've talked to about my student loans. Mm. And that is, of course, Mark Hanna. Plowboy, can I hear a little bit about the wonderful Mark Hanna? Of course. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna or Green sorry. Wealth Strategies. <laughs> I certainly will, Tim, because I had a great conversation this? with Mark right Hanna here. just the other day. I was talking it over with him. He's such a great human like he really is like he's starting to sound like the dalai lama i mean doug you have a conversation with him and you truly understand this is a guy who gets it he understands that when you're talking about your financial future it's so important to take into account not only money but like your happiness and that and that spectrum in between you know how do you balance out making the most of money possible or doing the best for yourself financially and balancing that with your happiness because both are so important mark understands that about as good as anyone i've ever met and the way he conveys that message to his client is what i think sets him apart so that's why i work with mark Hanna, and i'm very confident that's why you should work with mark Hanna. his number is 314-881 or 889-0503 and you can go online at evergreenstl.com that's evergreenstl.com and work with the great mark Hanna of evergreen wealth strategies Nice little clean edit there. And I actually like that Wasn't Jackson bad. was reading that while Jackson was sitting in the studio. <laughs> well, we've done the pre-recorded one like that, and I'm also reading it. I guess I could have. But this is, uh, like Todd Reesing, this is some lazy ass LL. Tim would never, that's from Todd Reesing, this is what uh, the station wants us to do when Tim is out. So, yeah. So thank it's you for your opinion on that, Todd yeah. Reesing. I know you're not coming at this from Blocking. A, a malicious standpoint, <sighs> but that is... Uh, that is what we're doing. This Beyond Sucks and Boring AF, that's from Oiled Can Boyd. Uh, mm. the, you are not court-ordered to listen <laughs> there, Oiled Can Boyd. So uh, we appreciate you nonetheless, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do this today. He literally has no idea what he's talking about. If you're saying I believe or I think, just stop. Only incompetence will follow. It's from the Table Rock Lake Monster. Again, what are you talking about? What comment? You, you need to be more specific. I think from the text line, it might have been the... The Muslim sea burial. Well, I, I, I was, I was just on the impression that that was. Or you're not just going to throw them in the desert. You know what are you going to do with them? Let's just dump them in the ocean. No, I think that's that's planned, and I think it has something to do with 
I don't think so. I think it was because he de- he didn't belong to any country. There was no country that claimed him. So. And you can't have a U.F. burial site or somewhere right. where people right. can go. And then and, people, and, if yeah. you have a burial, people come. It could be a whole problem. I, I don't know the ins well, and outs of well, it. Like I said, I don't know, but I thought that was part of their religion that, you know. People were hammering you about it. I would have Foreign diplomacy it, is not our strong suit. <laughs> well, I don't know. Not I'm, not mu- I'm not Muslim. I don't know. I just I thought because I've seen a sure. lot of terrorists and people that are killed you know, out at sea or in the Navy, they dump them overboard, not dump them, but they release them into the ocean after they're covered in a cloth. And I mean, if that's the case, why did they wrap them in white and, I have you know, I truly just put them know. in a knapsack and dump them? If it doesn't have to do with the religion. Well, they... I think they were just trying to dispose of the body quickly so that they weren't constantly under attack from other people trying to get the body back. Right. I thought somebody had bitched about it one time when this all happened and they said this is a Muslim thing and... I don't think we so. We just want to abide by their... <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't know. It was when it was like 10 years ago he was killed. For what that guy did, would you care at all about no, I wouldn't. by his religion? I wouldn't. No, but, you know, you don't want to cause more trouble when the Muslims start getting upset with you because you just dumped them in a hole somewhere. Like they're not already upset? Yeah, but... <laughs> I, don't know. I, I shouldn't even have brought it up. You don't get into this stuff. But I, the total you, package you says I'm horny. Oh, well, hopefully that did it for him. Let he me throw, is or um, you are. Here, let me throw a... Del- <laughs> I am. Let me throw a dilemma at you. We all play golf, right? So here's a dilemma. I'll throw this this scenario at you, and you tell me what you would do. All right, you're playing match play. Let's just say it's Jay Randolph fan page. We don't Champions. know about match play. Only Tim knows right. match play. I know our match play effort's not even here. All right, you're tied after 17, so you go to 18, all square. I hit my drive down the middle of fairway. Let's just say 250 down the middle of fairway. You don't hit drives 250. My opponent sprays it way right into the woods. All right, we go over and look for it. You know, I help him look for it. So we're searching, 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 three minutes gone, and this is before the new rules of three minutes. You know, it's just a friendly match, so you don't care about the three minutes. So you're searching for about four minutes, five minutes, still haven't found it. He can't find it. He says, why don't you go over and hit your shot, uh, and I'll continue to look for a few more minutes. So I go over, I hit my shot, Put it on the Let green. About, sure, right next to the yeah, hole. About, about 12 feet away. Yeah. Oh, All yeah. of a sudden, after I hit my shot, <laughs> I hear way in the woods, found it. Yeah. Now, you walk over there. Do you take the lying bastard's ball out of your pocket and show it to him? Or do you just don't worry Why about it? Why would you have the ball in your pocket? That's the dilemma. You took his ball. <laughs> you found it, but you put it in your pocket so he would have a loft ball. So you know he's cheating because you took his ball. But so are you. I'm saying, what kind of dilemma? I guess you would be the one under the infraction first because you're picking up a ball yeah, in play yeah, that's not yours. He, he would have found it. So I think you would be right, DQ'd. If it's match line. play, you'd be DQ'd from the whole <laughs> before because you, you know he's lying because you took his ball. Right, but it's like I guess it would be causing Yeah, I mean, there would be some ethical questions you'd have about your playing partner, but I think by the rules, you would be DQ'd from the hole yeah. because you picked up a ball that you was You did in this, play. didn't you? No, I saw it. Yes, like a, you did. Was this, this round two of the FPCC? I saw it yesterday. The texts are unreal. No, I saw it yesterday. It was a a video I saw. A guy was doing a speaking engagement at a golf outing or something, and he brought this up. The, that, the place went crazy. They all laughed. Nobody laughed here. I like the big old fan. Let's get <laughs> the same bad going. <laughs> that was a joke. Might have to question the delivery. You, you got, you, probably, yeah, because this guy was a comedian. He was funny as hell. Fan, but we may I, not agree. But I don't have that. Yeah, it's a, you can be funny, but not everybody can be a comedian because it's all in the delivery. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have a delivery. 
But that was, I thought it was funny. It was a heck of a story. You had to see his face. He goes, so here's the dilemma. Do you take the lying bastard's ball out of your pocket and show it to him? And everybody just started cracking up. When I did. Oh! Yeah, there was a bit. There you go. When I did, did the, like the bit, actually. When that did the it. ball end up in your pocket? This sucks so much, so hard, and so badly. That's from mm. Brian Hench. Well, you're not paying attention, Colts. Hench, because we said I said we were both looking for the ball. How did it end up in my pocket? I took it. And when he said, I found it, you know he didn't find it because you took it. Dog, leave it to Iggy to leave an important fact out of the story. That's crazy, B. That's what was the Manchester, fact that I left out? I, was that the punchline that it was that the ball was in your pocket? Yeah, the punchline is, okay. so do you go over and pull the lying bastard's ball out of your pocket and say, that wasn't your ball? Or do you just let it go? All right, I think I'm a head out. That's from Talktown Ty. <laughs> Again, I am enjoying I am too, Bass Burglar. I, I think Lou I, likes it. We I like it. I thought it was a cute little story. Can someone distract Grandpa <laughs> with some pastries or throw a tennis ball? That's from the 314. I'll take some pastries. I think we have. We love pastries. So, like, when you hear pastry, do you think straight donut or you go bear claw, baby? Uh, bear claw would be the first choice. Yeah. I also think of, when I think pastries, I think of one of those little pastries with the cherries in the middle of it. Yeah, cherries uh, or peaches or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, little... I instantly go to like a scone or a Danish. Ooh, a scone. Like a pastry. Ah, Scones are kind of dry. dry. Yeah, you need like a marmalade to like dip it in. <laughs> oh, so you want a marmalade? Like glass. a peach marmalade. Eight glasses of milk is what you need. Yeah. I've never ordered a scone. I mean, I've had them, but I, I wouldn't order them again. I'll tell you, underrated brunch place, and it's one of me and Madison's favorite, Madison and I, sorry, um, is Russell's on Macklin. They do brunch. We love the dinner there and some of their... Uh, Specials are phenomenal, but do they have the giant cinnamon roll, Doug? Oh, y- you like gush over the ones that bring in from QT. You know, the, mm-hmm. this one is like three times the size. It comes with a huge side of icing. What's the calorie count? Oh, I don't think they put it on the menu. Couple thousand. That's always it's always very humbling when places show the calorie count. Oh, it's it, important. They should. I, mean, yeah, Mac- I think most I mean, most places do. I usually order based on that. McDonald's Before McDonald's had to go healthy, they would put like in the corner by like right by the bathrooms or like the dirty the napkins, facts. but like yeah. the, by the, the nutritional pack, and you actually get to just see what's mm-hmm. in that quarter pounder meal. When I see you where McDonald's, McDonald's is is ordering uh, the construction of ten thousand new restaurants really? worldwide, nine hundred in the United States. But you know they're they have a new concept, which another. One of the first cities in America was able to do it, and I think it's about to open. It's called, like, I, I forgot, Moss McDonald. It's some sort of new menu, and it looks, like, more sleek. I, I, I really forgot exactly what some, it's called. some healthier choices? I don't know if it's healthier or just different. Maybe it's a Tex-Mex. Oh. <laughs> I have a Saturday, kind of like a Saturday ritual that I've been doing for, like, a month now for some reason. Oh, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, but I go down... Manchester. I go to uh, Cosmix. No, I go to uh, Amagetti's. I get an Amagetti special sandwich minus the pepperoncinis. And then I go to Bellows Bakery, which is kind of down with the old place where we worked. And they have great, great donuts and pastries, but they have great fresh bread too. And I can't find fresh bread anymore. Every Saturday you do <laughs> Every this. Every I did this Saturday too. How many Saturdays have you done this? Yeah, like four in a row. Just right down Manchester. Yeah, just you know, man, just take forty down to two seventy, get off on of Manchester. Or usually, I just take forty to McKnight, and you make that right on McKnight, and there's Amagettis right there. Then I go down to Bellows and get back on seventy, but have a few pastries, some fresh bread, and a sandwich. Back on two seventy. Yeah, 
Yeah, not 70. 270. Yeah. 270. Well, it's a nice yeah. little trip. Yeah. Are there no sandwich shops by where you live in Maryland? Heights? I just love Amagetti Special. Oh. I'm very partial to that sandwich. They just reopened the one on the hill. Did they? Mm-hmm. So it's called think... Cosmix, and the concept is stopping by for a quick snack. So I think there are smaller versions, and I, it, there's you know menu items like obviously the McFlurries and McMuffins, but they also have chur- churro frappes, pretzel bites, and like <laughs> some you know assorted sandwiches that are new. And that's they're so pretty... between your McDonald's meals, you come in for more snacks. I don't know Quick exactly snack. if they're replacing the McDonald's one like with these some of them, or if they're all new. But it's a fun concept. They're doing it from like the 70s and 80s. They used to, that's where the name came from. I kind of like nostalgia, and I think a lot of people do, so maybe that'll hit. Pretzel bites, churro frappe, and that's all kind of good. By the way, I don't know what the time limit is, but I I don't know how I couldn't remember these two because they both signed Pucks for Gobble uh, Cairo and Shen. There We're we changing subjects at a yeah. rapid pace. Well, I'll probably forget them again. If yeah, I was about to say, if, as there. long as you, if they're up in your head, you better get them out quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so you named six blues. Yeah. Well, it took me a while to think of two. I don't know. I was just, it's early in the morning, man. I'm not a hockey guy. I don't know. You're preaching out of the choir, there, big dog. Uh, you guys have gone from Osama Bin Laden to a golf joke that was only half the joke, a giant cinnamon roll to McDonald's healthy menu, then a traveling route of Iggy to get a sandwich, then highways, and then right back mm-hmm. to McDonald's. What a show. That's from Big Old Fan. Couldn't agree more. This is what we do, man. It's who we are. Yeah. I think, you should know this by now. I think it's a great concept. I think it's probably going to be similar to like a coffee shop Starbucks style to where there's snacks so it's entirely quick in different and out. restaurants maybe that's what I they're think they're supposed about. to be more boutique smaller oh you know why i love that s- name though boutique to where they're smaller because you can't just boutique. say they're smaller it's yeah. just why don't they just sell it out of the current restaurants that's why i don't know if they're going to be new or if some of the lower generated revenue style mcdonald's maybe transition into that i don't know like I said, I think it's cool because Taco Bell completely revamped and redid what their store and menu looks like, and they make a killing now. Yeah. So maybe McDonald's. They were passed by Subway. I think they're getting passed by somebody else, too. McDonald's has been? Mm-hmm. So. Well, the McRib's back, so it'll be. It's not. It... Doug, you ever have McRib? Yeah. If it's so darn popular, why isn't it always on the menu? And I guess it's the that's like the it's the pageantry of of. Yeah, taking it like, away and bringing it back, and so it gets more. Because I think if you had a rib sandwich sitting there every day, you'd probably just pass. Do they not do the Monopoly games anymore than that? I'm not sure on that part. Like, I haven't I seen them, that I'm in seldom, a while. I guess I don't frequent the place. So I seldom think, frequent? Is that a um, bad use of the English dude, language? in the 90s, that was it, man. Like, the McDonald's, or the Monopoly game was so fun. As, as a kid, you didn't have any other way to spend your money because you didn't have bills or a car, so you would go to McDonald's and stuff. Oh, great. Hey, guys, let's revisit the 10 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck talk <laughs> from a few years ago. I'm still with the uh, the, the one horse-sized duck. Leg the size of fingers or the fingers the size of legs? Yeah, even that, Donnie Moe's? If, yeah. the, if the duck was the size of a horse... Just a bill itself, even without teeth, with heavy, could peck you. Yeah, and and you know probably squeeze a finger and It'd really be able hurt. to eat you they because of how big yeah. the beak would be. Because the the proportion from beak to body now has mm-hmm. to stay the same in terms right. of percentage to win it. That that beak would be like seventy five pounds. You could use it as like just a, a bludgeoning to tool, with. right? Be like a platypus. 
would be much, much bigger than a platypus. A horse-sized ducks, you could just kick. Yeah, that's probably the right move. Yeah, yeah you get the horse-sized ducks. You got two in each hand. You're kicking mm-hmm. two. Can they yeah. swim? The horses or the ducks? The duck. The duck, of course. Yeah. That yeah. big? Yeah. You'd want to fight them on land. Oh, yeah, you couldn't get in their territory. Are you kidding me? Ducks no. are one of the few animals that can swim, fly, and walk. Yeah. You imagine going Triple out there threat. on a paddle boat mm-hmm. with a gaggle of horse-sized you, you ducks? You don't want anything to do with this kind of beast. I had duck last night. There you go. Duck a la range. No, it was uh, duck breast that was uh, sliced up. I had it medium rare. I thought you were getting lamb chops. I didn't have lamb chops. Medium rare <clears throat> duck? Yeah, medium. Can you have poultry? That's uh. That's what they, they, they said we recommend. So it's okay. Doug, you ever get the medium rare chicken? I don't think. Well, I don't, oh, never. I don't okay. think duck's the same as chicken. Oh, they're both poultry, no? Yeah, yes. but I think it's different. It's certain things you can eat. Like you wouldn't eat a pork steak medium rare, but you, you could you'd eat a pork loin medium rare. I guess. Same animal. I don't know. They just recommended. We recommended medium to medium rare. I said, however you want to do it. Well, how was your, I know it wasn't a date because it was with a friend, but it was kind of a little double date with the recovering alcoholic and his wife. And then, yeah, uh, me and Chrissy. Chrissy. And How'd that guys, go? I'm still food drunk. Food drunk? Yeah, well, I mean, the recovering alcoholic for an appetizer, you ordered the cowboy ribeye. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and that's sliced up for the table. Do you ever get like a 40 ounce steak <laughs> for an appetizer? Uh, if I'm in the mood for a cattleman's cut. <laughs> I mean, he ordered that as an appetizer um, with their great French fries. Then um, we had, I had the octopus. Oh. He ordered some uh, oysters. We had some baked oysters, some fried oysters, and some oysters Rockefeller. Then I had the lamb. Chrissy had the tenderloin. I don't know what to... Oh, um, oh, his wife, uh, Ashley, had a hamburger, which the burgers at Olive and Oak are just unbelievable. Yeah, they do look very yeah, good. they are good. I mean, that's why they have it on the dinner menu, because they're so popular. Uh, and I think uh, Recovering Alcoholic had some kind of chop. Then I had my little butterscotch brulee for dessert. Did he do any drinking, the Recovering Alcoholic? No, he doesn't drink. Mm. I had a glass of wine. So it was a good night. Fun night, yeah. And how did the date go? It wasn't a date. We're friends. We had a good time. Oh. I, I always enjoy going out with Chrissy. Okay. But you made her drive. Yeah. Well, she got a nice car. She got a Camaro. Well, you have a nice car, too. <laughs> I know I do, but I don't want to drive. Why? I'd rather have somebody else drive. No. I'm going to sit back and relax. Is chivalry dead with you? No. If she would have said, will you drive out of drove... But she she works fairly close to where I live, so she came by. Why would she come by, park her car, and then get into mine? Hers running. I just got in the car because and was Because it, it would have been the chivalrous thing for you to do. Yeah, she likes driving. She likes her Camaro, so she likes driving. Okay. So I'd let her drive. Did she walk out and open the door for you so you could get out and everything? No. And shut the door behind you? Cherry bombs, smoke bombs with your moms. <laughs> I did a little bit. She was having trouble parallel parking. I said, that's okay. We can walk to the curb from here. <laughs> That's a nice little bit. <laughs> Chivalry's not dead, though. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be. There you go, Raby had that, had that one with a postcard. <laughs> yeah, it's Richard Sherman. I don't know why we have that. <laughs> it's Richard Sherman. Uh, Jackson, you just said poultry and pork are the same animal. Jesus, that's another three on four. You misheard me. You said pork steak and pork loin. I said, well, that would be the same animal. Yeah. We were talking about poultry, medium rare, mm-hmm. medium uh uh, not the I've same thing. I've never heard of ordering poultry medium rare. That seems like you're playing with your oh, wife. God. <laughs> oh, she's like, you eat duck pate. That's raw. You, but, wouldn't, but that's, you wouldn't have a chicken pate. But that's liver, right? That's not like the actual, like, breast. Well, I don't know what this was. It was very good, though. Okay. They just, I'm not, I'm going to believe them. They say we... 
we recommend medium to medium rare. So it's however you want to cook it. I didn't even order it. I, I left it up to the uh, waiter. I said, I'm torn between the tenderloin and the duck. You choice. You choose. And he brought me the duck. Nice. Uh, Doug, look at this. We got a, a text that's very complimentary of uh, Munganass, who's, of course, the sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour. Good morning, boy sluts. I had a couple of things to share this morning. First, I got my wisdom teeth pulled two days ago. Oh, yeah. Apparently, I was rubbing my crotch during surgery. The doctors and nurses were talking about it when I sat there in recovery. Second, my car broke down Monday night. I got my car towed there, and Clayton called me on his day off and made sure I was good and if I needed a car. Then Jane called me with an update and could not have been nicer. Clayton is helping me out greatly. They truly are the absolute best. They somehow make you feel at ease about car problems that's from caller buzz doug what a nice sentiment about our seven o'clock hour sponsor and the official automotive dealership of the morning after presents that's how they do it there because they know that repeat business is the key to success and they get it when you deal with people that are that nice and always take care of you that's where you're going to go back the next time yeah Yeah, great people i say peace of mind even when you buy your car from there you know it's going to be a great deal Plus, you know, if anything happens, you got a place to go, and they're going to take care of it. They're not going to... That'll be four weeks before we can get you in here. <clears throat> you know, you get a car. If anything goes wrong, you know you're in good shape. Yeah, man. Alton Toyota, Munganast, Burkhardt, uh, Alton Toyota, and then uh, Munganast Acura, St. Louis Acura. They're really great people oh, over yeah. there. They've taken care of us. They've taken care of so many of our listeners. So pre-owned car, new car, get your yeah. car service. That's Munganass. They're letting me drive a new Toyota Highlander, which Ooh. is just a fantastic car. Love that. Yeah, love my, my dad's got a Highlander. Loves it. it. Yeah. Loves it. Got three, it rows of, three rows of seating. Yeah. It's got all the bells and whistles. It's really nice. It's so darn quiet. I don't, I have to be sure that I turn it off. Two days ago, I went into Schnucks quick, quickly, came back out. The car was still running. I'd forgotten to turn the car off. Really? I couldn't hear it. <laughs> I've done that. I before. opened the trunk and I said, "Why is there exhaust, exhaust. coming out? <laughs> the car's still on. I didn't turn it off because I didn't hear it. I thought I had it off." I had that problem when they gave me the um, hybrid. That you know, you stop at a stop stoplight, you don't even know it's on. You thought it went off. Yeah. And then you get out of the car and say, "Did I turn that off? I don't remember." Then you have to go back and look if it's mm. in park or not. Yeah. Let me, let me clear this up for you real quick. Oh, please. Uh, unlike chicken, duck breast has a hue and texture akin to that of red meat and is safe to consume medium rare, so bring on the pink. All right. Bring on the pink. This should be the... That's what it says. You know, I don't like steak snob who tells me that I have to order a steak hate rare that. or medium hate rare that. or I'm ruining the steak. Why I should that. I get it the way you want it? Right, right. Why are you more of a man because you're eating a rare steak? <laughs> the hell with that. I was all, I always grew up medium, Doug. That's how I grew up. Sure. Medium. My dad made steaks or burgers or anything on the charcoal, the Weber kettle, and it was always medium, maybe even a little bit more. And that's how I like it because I don't even want to risk food poisoning. Mm-hmm. Why would I even want to risk it? Steak is delicious. If you cook a, a 10 seconds to a minute longer, who gives a damn? These are the same people that look down on you because you're not drinking a craft beer. Oh, my God. I hate craft beers. Yeah, you're drinking a regular old beer? I'll have what I want. Yeah. yeah and don't tell me that you know more about meat because Thank you're eating you. your steak for the rare. delicious fries. I'm going to drink a milk ultra. You got a problem with that, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, Doug, you love liberty. I'll eat as I please. Yeah. You love liberty over Oregon. 15 and a half points. Oh. Bonix. No. But I will say I have no, no problem with it. I, I don't know how you can order a steak well done. I mean, it's like chewing. You get it however you want it. Yeah, but it's like chewing shoe leather. There's, you take you take all the nutrients out of it. You take all the juice out of it when you cook it rare or well done. Well, what about medium? I like it medium. 
Meat is fine. A little pink in there. That's fine. This is a touch. But you can you can eat it how you want. I'm just saying my brother, my dad would cook steaks like every other Sunday. He'd barbecue every Sunday. And every other Sunday to be fillets or strip steaks. And everybody get it medium rare to medium. My brother would get it well done and gob it with ketchup. Huh. My dad would just go, God, what a waste of a good piece of meat. Well, if that's what he wanted, that's what he should I know, get. but it's just terrible. Well, I think well done is one thing, but if you like it medium, and some I've been told, like, I, I've ordered a medium, and someone's like, really? You're going to get it medium? Like, that's how I like my steak. Slap nothing, the person who said that. Nothing wrong with that. It's still got juice in it, and it's still a little pink inside, and it's not, you know. Now, I won't order my steak rare, because, I mean, rare, I mean, you can barely cut it. It's, like, still raw. Why would you but, want why would medium you want rare, I would, rare I like meat? Uh, the flavor's better. You cook I all the flavor. Be. You cook all the flavor out of it. I love red meat. <laughs> hey, but Doug, you know. Their own. Hey, Doug, you know what's medium rare? My ass. Now start eating. That's from the recovering what? alcoholic. And then, thank you uh, for dinner last night, buddy. Yeah. Well, uh, no, thank you for the comment. Yeah. Well, I think you like this one, Doug. Doug is right. When he came to pick me up on our date, he drove, he opened up my car door, and he pulled out my chair at the restaurant. Chivalry isn't dead. He even folded my pant after he ripped them off my engorged lower half. That's oh, from Cucky the Dwarf. Heaven's sakes. Heaven's nice sakes. Tale. You been with Cucky, too? Am I doing what now? You been with Cucky? <laughs> Have I been with Cucky? Yeah, he said you just said he were. No, no, I haven't. He turned me off when he was soliciting for male prostitution there on Hampton by our other station. A pair of cut-off shorts and a half shirt. Mm -hmm. Police stopped. I asked him what he was doing. And then uh, he was your uh, cohort on, uh, what was it, the changing station there, Pawhawk? Yeah. No, dude, that was a great show. So it was a, what, 11 to midnight? 11 to midnight on Fridays. How long? <laughs> that lasts better than Pepper and Genie? Or? We, uh, I, I think we were... I think we got to 12 to 15 episodes. Oh, it was yeah. probably three and a half months. So you were living in Soulard at the time. Living in Soulard, St. Charles Station. Right, so you would so drive. 45 minutes each way. <laughs> so I'd do that Monday through Friday, but on Fridays, I'd do it twice. Oh, God. So that'd be three total hours of driving on Friday. Because right? radio was your life. And then yeah. you would get there and, what, eat a banana on radio Yeah, no our first cameras. show was Do me, Dotum, and Cucky. Eating, having a banana eating contest, one bite no, and on this radio show didn't last. with no YouTube feed. So, like, yeah. if you're listening to it, it's just two guys choking on their own bananas. I think you and I probably hold a record for most shows we've done that didn't last six months. Yeah, I think we almost we did almost a year. First pitch, God, I love the first, first pitch. First pitch was great. Oh, yeah, it was the T.J. Best. Weber and yeah, man. Because I would, because I would I've drive. On a lot of shows. I would drive because I was working at Forest Park, the golf course, and I would open most days, and so that's get there at five thirty. So five o'clock, five fifteen, fire up the old radio, and there was Plowhawk, Weezer, and T.J. Weber, and a lot of hot WNBA takes. And yeah, I loved oh, it. Really and hot. also the board operator, big on the Mercury, went the great Kyle Tipton, yeah. the first otter, oh, the first. Yeah. <laughs> First otter. He's Who one of my favorite people. Kid. I follow him. I think he has a kid now and married. So oh, it's always good to follow people who left radio and obviously went and did adult things in life. Give me 150 examples. Well, I can give you 10 for sure. <laughs> Cucky used to call in, or at least write in, with some nice construction tips. Oh, yeah, Colin. Oh, yeah. Before that, Which it was the tuna it. fish. Yeah. Remember when uh, you ate tuna twice in a month and that became... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was when Tim... all I ate. That was also when Tim was gone as well, so... It's a pattern. He, he claims that his mom used to work at Rubber Lane, so he thinks I could be his father. Oh, that'd be nice. Mm. 
you would take on a child at this point in your life, especially if they're over, the, you know, they're yeah. already adults. Oh, some college bills still okay. Cucky would be a great son. Right. He would be. He's a great friend. He's a good guy. He's a good human being. Uh, hey, Jackson, what's the plan for Balloon Party? That's from Mr. Big Cream. Uh, so Tim is obviously out today. Uh, if you're just now tuning in, Tim is sick today, but uh, we are in. I do not know the plan for the 10 to 11 hour on 101 ESPN. I would assume it's either uh, the opening drive going an extra hour or BK and Ferrari starting an hour early. That would be my guess. Because uh, usually when there's more time in advance, something else might happen. But Why don't you and Doug do it? Uh, if they needed me to do it, I could do it Han Solo, I could do it with Doug, I'd do it with Rocchio. It wouldn't be good. It'd be bad, matter of fact. Um, but I could flat break down that Blues Knights game. Would you? Jack Eichel. Yeah. Little turnaround shot. Howdy doody, dipsy doodle. Kyra's goal was actually really sick. It was. I yeah. saw that video. That was really, really He's cool. He's the mayor of Dangle City. Yeah. Neighbors, too. That's Jake Neighbors, Doug. He can play some hockey. He's got 10 tallies already. Yeah. Again, I asked uh, Tim this on Balloon Party maybe a week ago, but like, the emergence of Jake Neighbors is probably more encouraging for blue fa- Blues fans than the continued development of Kairou and Thomas. Like, if you have this guy coming up and could be a star. You need somebody. You need a star out there somewhere. Yeah. And if it yeah. can, be, if it's Thomas, Kairou, or Neighbors, who gives yeah. a damn as long as, uh, you know, yeah. the rest maybe, of them are. Maybe more than one of them. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Uh, you and Doug should do it. That's from the Veiled Prophet. You know, I, uh, I don't think that'll happen. I think it'll be the opening drive probably or uh, – Became Ferrario, but you know I appreciate the uh, confidence in me, the veiled prophet. I truly enjoyed when you, the tuba, and the hot guy hosted balloon party. It's from Mr. Mm. Big Cream, I believe. When he mentions the tuba, that's Matt Matt, Rocchio, Matthew sure. J. Rocchio, and then the hot guy is obviously Andrew Marsh. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Marshy Marsh, mm. playful posse, uh, who produces the fast lane with Anthony Stalter and Jamie Rivers. Yeah, he's making a name for himself. Marshy? Yeah, a couple weeks ago he was uh, out with Learn at. Uh, Oh, God, is it Double D's? Not Double D's. Um, God, what's the one that was DB's. DB's. PT's? DB's. Oh. Was it DB's or was it Cyborg's? DB's, I think. When they do that thing every Sunday for... But it could have been Cyborg. It could have been a special Thursday. I thought it was a Thursday. It could have been a Thursday night game. But he was out there with Learn giving stuff away, and he's getting big. He's been on this show a couple times. He has. And he's great. sexually harassed in the text inbox. Well, that's pretty much standard. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, if Tim needs an organ, please let me know. I would love to be harvest. That's from Jonathan Martukas. Oh, gosh. Is that, let me is, that, that is that peak laminating when you would offer? I'd love to be harvest. <laughs> like for a kidney? You can't give away much more than a kidney, can you? Gallbladder? You can give away a liver, I think. 
Oh, not in live. I think you can live through it. I think you can give away part of a liver. I don't know if you could give away your whole liver. You really do oh, need that to live. That would be a major limit. Sure, I'll die for you, Tim. Take you would give liver. up a lung, wouldn't you, Doug? An eyeball. Plazzi talked about donating a testicle. Maybe for a family member, That's you would. Still be in play for sure. A well, testicle is still in play. For forty thousand, it's always been important. Well, the market price is forty, but if someone were to come over the top with like a sixty-five thousand, maybe eighty thousand I mean, dollar bid, we're talking forty thousand seven years ago. It was almost ninety to a hundred. Yeah. Oh, it, it is now. It's ninety thousand. You can get ninety. I'm grand. just saying that would be my price. Can you still have a kid with one yeah. nut? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure you yeah, can. For sure, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, they would put like one of those, like what do they call it, a nudicle, the ones where they give a dog when yeah. they get uh, <laughs> neutered. Yeah, a nudicle. Yeah, so you'd that have like just like a little, special. like a little like plastic ball, like your uncle <laughs> had the plastic ear. What's the difference? <laughs> oh, could you get a, could you get your wife pregnant with no balls? No, no, you need those. Because, like, oh. Then yeah. you'd be a eunuch. You need at least one. You need at least you need one. one. That's true. Okay. That's where it comes from. Well, you can give one away then. It's no big deal. Forty thousand. You still got one. What yeah. do you need two for? It's just Why don't work. you give them away? Why don't you sell I don't them? know if it's not. You're yeah. not even going to have kids now. I'll sell both of mine. I don't care. Yeah. You're you're clearly virile. <laughs> All right, there's your retirement fund. I don't need anything for them. Yeah, that's your golden parachute. You're just hanging right between your legs. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm retiring. I sold both <laughs> of my nuts. Your body's open for harvesting. Yeah. When you go to Mark Hanna and he asks, well, what are your assets? You say, well, I have a left nut, Mark Hanna, and I, I can left, give it away. I got a left and a right. I don't need either of them, so... Who wants them? Uh, damn it, Pale. I'm trying to shout out Mark Hans from Shrimply Pibbles. Okay, let me go up one text. Speaking of wonderful sponsors, about time for Shrimply to catch up with Mark Hanna again. Wifey keeps making fat banky, and we need, oh, I'm sorry, fatty bank, and we got to keep diversifying. Thank God that beautiful Mark Hanna has got our back. That's from Shrimply Pibbles. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it seemed like a flex there that his wife makes a bunch of money. Wifey also, make banky? Yeah, wifey make fatty banky, and uh, it kind of seems like. Uh, He's flexing. He's done that before, though. He's sent in his net worth and his wife. Yeah. And we always appreciate that. Just to get we want to paint a picture of the listeners. You know, they get to see us. What percentage of people do you think, uh, percentage of guys have a wife that makes more money than them? I would bet. I would bet. 38%. I would go, yeah, I was going to say in the 40s. You think? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, I, I, seems I live high. in a vacuum. Oh, women in business but, now, Doug. I was going to say 27%. Madison going to surpass me for sure. Over her career. Yeah. yeah. Radio radio guys excluded. Yeah. Much more common for younger people. That's Because what I'm a lot of women have kids and they get out of the workforce for a while and they, they lose that job. Well, there's certain, certain jobs, like Jackson said, you can't count. Like if I was married and I'm in radio, my wife could be a librarian who's making more than me. <laughs> that so. counts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is if you're in radio, for the most part, your your wife's going to be making more than you. <laughs> Depending on the situation, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but. you have to have... It's so important the last 20-plus year to have a dual income. More than that, probably. So I, I think women in the workforce is so much more common, and now they can, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they, to survive for 32 years everything. doing this. It's awesome. Great. Well, it's kind of been a touch-and-go situation. <laughs> well, I don't do anything. I mean, I never go out... You went out last night. Well, you've needed a you've needed a second job. I had a TV job and I still needed a second job. Well, yeah. And what am I going to get a TV job? I'm not going to go. Well, doing something else. I'm going to go wait tables or greet people at Walmart. I've always thought you should be a starter at a golf course. I, I I've I've done it before. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy. It's in the truly one of the easiest jobs. How would you of all announce time? people on the first tee? Yeah, please. I wouldn't announce. I would just say. But if it's like the Masters. Four, please. Doug Vaughn now on the tee. <laughs> yeah, now driving. There would no, be I a country club it. that would pay to have yeah. that. Yeah, or even a public yeah. course. Well, if they want to pay, I'll go do it. It, it couldn't. You, you could start at 11 o'clock, 
even though that's kind of past peak hours for mm-hmm. starters, you kind of need to be there in the morning. But uh, even if it was like on the weekends, do that. Probably make, you know, whatever it is, hourly wages. Be nice. Could cover like food and or even rent. Well, I had a great idea, and I don't know if they've done it since I gave them the suggestion. Oh, gosh. Uh, if they did, another idea of mine stolen. Yeah, because <laughs> no one else in the world ever has an idea. But when I played, uh, when I played Sawgrass um, a few years ago with my brother-in-law, we took a picture <clears throat> of me standing on the 17th hole, the, the famous island green, uh, on the tee facing the green. <clears throat> but we took no video. We just took a picture. And I said, there's a lot of people that are playing, don't want to hold up, you know, the groups or whatever, so they just take a picture. They don't videotape anything. You guys should put something behind the 17th tee, kind of like they do on roller coasters, where they snap a picture. And at the end of the round, if somebody wants to buy themselves hitting a shot, like a professional shot with a zoom in on the shot, mm-hmm. you should do that. Or just have a guy up there with a video camera. But you, need some, but you need something available right when you're done. Right when you're done. You would have it available right when you're done. Just email it to him. Take a short video. Either way. What, 30 seconds? Here I am at the T. Here's my shot. Here's how I did. Okay, got it. Here, what's your email address? Either way, you should have somebody up there doing it and then sell it. And maybe they do that now. If they did, they stole my idea. But I wish I had a video because I knocked it about five feet and made birdie. Of course. Of course you did. I'd like to have had that shot. Yeah. Here comes the sawgrass picture story. <laughs> Stop him. That's from uh, Beer Cats, who won the January. What do you mean picture story? What is there a story to a picture? Well, I got a picture of sawgrass. Before, but we like it. And I think it is a good idea. And I think you should look into that. That's, that's your way to, to move down to Florida for retirement. I would like to just, like, be a valet at a country club. Those guys make $100,000 a year just parking cars. Really? A hundred yeah. grand? Yeah. How did Joe not get that? Is that, like, that? salary or, like, with tips? With tips and Why everything. don't you do it here? Yeah, some of these guys just move there to park cars. Why don't you do We have ritzy country clubs here. Yeah. I used to do that at Bush's Groves. I was a valet. They had a, wasn't that, when I, would, I was there, it was a grocery store. I would it? park I would park two cars a day. Wasn't that a grocery store? No, it was across the street. Bush's Groves? Bush's Groves is a restaurant. Okay. Yeah, I was a valet there, and nobody wanted to pay to park because there was a lot of parking spots. I just stand there. There's like right. nine spots open. Why would they stop and say park my car when they can park well, they right wouldn't. there? Yeah. It was right never, there on Clayton and Price? Yeah, it was never busy enough to park cars. But no. I just stand there, summer, spring. Oh, look, I made 10 bucks today. I bet they park cars at the Four Seasons Hotel, don't they? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they have valet. I, I live in the Sawgrass area now. Was that, is that Ponte Verde? Ponte Vedra. Ponte Vedra, sorry. Kind of like Jacksonville. Yeah, I live in Sawgrass area now. 18 holes now is a smooth $750. Yeah, Shared the bathroom with Vijay Singh a couple weeks ago. It's from mm. Flocky the Smurf. Yeah, it's, it's worth playing, but I would never pay. I, I didn't pay. Um, had to pay for a four caddy. That was about it. But I wouldn't pay that. I wouldn't, play, I wouldn't pay 700 bucks to play Pebble Beach. No. I, that, if I were to spend like crazy amount of money to play golf course, it would be Pebble Beach without a question. That's the one. That's the one for me. That's where I. Uh, that's that's where I want to play. I just I can't bring myself to think anything is oh, worth seven hundred dollars. No. That's crazy. I'm going. I'm going out to Scottsdale uh, for a buddy's bachelor party in February, oh, early February. Geez. It's the week before the waste management open, and we're looking at courses to play. We're going to play TPC Scottsdale, but the Champions Course, obviously not the Stadium Course, and it's crazy expensive. It's crazy. And we looked like other places too, and it's like fifty bucks cheaper, but still. $180, $200 oh, for a round. And it just keeps going up, 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 and people just keep paying it. Yeah, and that's obviously right in the middle of their oh, yeah. busy season right there in February, mm-hmm. the week before the Waste Management and the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's in Vegas, but 
That's why I don't go to bachelor parties. If you want me to come to your bachelor party, you pay. Go out of town for a bachelor party, you got to pay you for want drinks and all that. to pay you to go to the bachelor I, party. I'm not going to pay for all this. You want me to come to your bachelor party, you, you take care of the tab. Well, that's not how it works. Yeah, this is my first one. And I, I'm, if, if, if every single one's like this, this is going to be it. My son Greg Bond's almost gone broke going to all the bachelor yeah, parties. Because they're, they're never in town. No. no. He's always got to fly somewhere and then do something while you're there. And right. Oftentimes stay in a fancy hotel with everybody else. Yeah. And if and your and, son lives in Tampa and his friends are yeah. St. Louis or Midwest-based, like Chicago yeah. or something. He's got a whole fraternity house full of people getting married all within the same two or three years. And everyone in the, like, this bachelor party I'm going on has like 30 people going to it. Yeah. Like it's, it's I love the my guy who's getting married, so obviously I'm going and doing it. They can that. pay for it. But then how, how could they possibly afford Sending all those well, people Well, he can out afford there. To, to fly Iggy out there. Well, they go to a strip Absolutely. club like most and just, you know, a few tips here and there, a few dollars and drink and have fun. You always got to go out of town. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go here. Let's go here. I mean, I was in three weddings in a span of three years. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I got to pay for the tuxedo. You know, I had a bachelor party. We had to go to Cleveland. Had to pay for that. Well, how long ago was this? It was a while ago. But still, it was like back to back to back. And I said, yeah. "This is a, I can't pay for this. No. This is the third tuxedo I've had to rent in three years. The groom needs to pay. Your my, boy do, my boy don't get married. So Rick and all has a kid. He's not married. Mace, Mace Dog's not married. Reefer's not married. Deborah's not married. What about uh, Matty Dreads? He's not married. I mean, I haven't been to a friend's wedding in 10 years. Really? Yeah, just none of my boys get married. And I cut all ties from, like, my hometown, so it's not like there's no sympathy in my Thank God I don't have to send a gift and act like I care. Oh. So, I, you know, the people who I, you know, that's who I surround myself with are from my hometown. Everybody else I just don't care about. So I don't get any wedding invites outside of people who I met here. So I, I almost I claim St. Louis as my home, like, my hometown as opposed to Canton because there's nobody left Why there. this bad feeling about Canton? They hate people who leave, man. I told you that. I've said that a long time. I don't want to remember just stay? stories. What's up? Why would you stay? Because people do. Their families, their family families stay. It's like just they kind of feel like you, you're too good for them if you leave. And no. when you come back to visit, it's always shady and always backhand comments about, you know, this and that. Yeah, it, it is. I, I ain't got time for a little farm drama, I could tell you that <laughs> way. Right it is always interesting, like, depending on what part of the country or who you're talking to. Like, you say, like, when I was down in Florida, South Florida, for my freshman year of college, I would say I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and all they would hear is Missouri. They're like, so you're from a farm. I'm like, well, no, I'm from yeah, a city. Matter of fact, like, yeah. almost guarantee the city bigger than where you're from, but you just, all you hear is Missouri. But then you go talk to someone you know, who's, like, from a farm town, they hear St. Louis, they're like, oh, the big city. So yeah. Oh, wow, scary. Yeah, the value of perspective there does. Some small that. towns sound kind of quaint and charming, but the reality is, for the most part, small-town America sucks. Yes. <laughs> but what great is... to do. The kids are all drunken alcoholics and 16-year-old parents. And drugs are prevalent because there's nothing to do, so that's yeah. why kids Hard 15, to find 16, jobs. 17... Yeah. But also, growing up there, I, I, I agree with you, but I had a great experience because growing up in a small town and leaving after high school is the perfect way to do it. Yeah. You have lifelong friends. That you, I mean, I knew my boys since kindergarten, first grade. I mean, it, it like you just know the parents, you know the town. It just, you know, you're, you're able to give a little bit more freedom because it's a smaller town. It's a community, so you're riding bikes for, to friends' house, unsupervised, no cell phones. Now, if you were close... Like, I don't know if we consider someplace like Waterloo, Illinois, to be a small town. Cause, See, we, but that, that'd be the best of all worlds. Yeah. Where you're, 
20, 25 minutes away from doing whatever a big city has to offer, but you don't deal with the big city problems. Yeah. Right. But if you're out in the middle of farm country, two and a half hours from anything big, that would be a tough life. For, for me, anyway, having grown up in I a mean, city. I mean, Peoria was 35 minutes away, which is perfect. You got a mall, you got movie theaters, you have, you know, other fast food How far and from food Chicago? options. Chicago's three so hours, three St. Hours. Louis, two hours, 45 minutes. So, like, you're the heart, like, the yeah. heart of Illinois. But too far it, like to right go to, let's go catch a movie or there's a ball game in town tonight or yeah, let's you get, go to a concert there. It's to be a major ordeal. You have to plan those out. Yeah. yeah. But knowing, like, it, like, growing up, you know, very fun, easy lifestyle. You didn't maybe get the best education. But I, I, I thought there wasn't a lot of stress and drama. You kind of grown up right. But, yeah, if you stay there... You're going to become an alcoholic. I, like, and, I, and just nothing again. It, it's you. You get so bored there. Oh, like, I can no, see you're that. eating yeah. the same four or five restaurants every single week. I well, and I seeing the same, imagine seeing the same that. couple hundred people all the time. Yeah, that know your life every in and out. And the and the job opportunities would be few and far between. Well, you're commuting. You know, you're going to Peoria, you're going to yeah. Morton, you're going to Pekin. Yeah, I mean, they, those places are 30 minutes to an hour and a half away. Uh, so bra- breaking news, boys. Uh, Wall Street Journal news exclusive, making sure that we're not on parody accounts. We are not. This is reigning Masters champion John Rahm is set to leave the PGA Tour for Shut Live up. Golf, injecting fresh uncertainty into the future of the sport. Okay. There it is. No, we know it's just a matter of time. Uh, I saw someone text that in, so I went to Twitter to uh, confirm it. Uh, Flocky the Smurf texted in. Fresh break news. John Rahm just jumped to live. Wow. Yeah, front office sports is now. Yeah, everyone's crediting Wall Street Journal. So, yeah, John Rahm is leaving the PGA Tour to join Live Golf. Is he the number two player in the world? I think behind Scheffler. Yeah, yeah. I think Scheffler is the only one ahead of him. Wow. All right. Well, there that is. You can't call it a second-rate league anymore. With well, they just got, yeah. DJ, you got Neiman, you got Cam. Brooksy. Brooksy, and now Rom. Like, this is actually competitive to top-heavy PGA Tour tournaments. Neiman just won the uh, Australian Open. He did. I love love Joaquin. Yeah, my boy, Minwoo Lee, kind of faltered on Sunday. So that's a legit boy. ad. Like, him and Cam Smith, like, those are two can't-miss guys. Well, now I'll be interested to see what he does, what his comments are. I know he's going to say that, uh, well, I joined because they're going to make some changes and I'm going to be part of uh, developing it and a lot of good things come out. It's the only way he can cover his ass by saying, how much money do you need? I got enough money for three lifetimes. It's not the money anymore. So we'll see. Now he's going to get like half a billion. We'll see what his comment is. But I think this I think this leads to the PGA doing some more things and uh, – Basically, just starting to let these guys in the majors and uh, things like that and maybe get some world ranking points. They're going to have to do something because if you keep them out of the majors, pretty soon you're going to have Rom can't play majors. He can play the Masters whenever he wants. And I guess the – what's the other one he won? Did he win another major? Rom? Uh, yeah. He won the Masters. Yeah, the Masters, but I thought he won another one, maybe a PGA. Either way, he, you know, he can play the Masters as long as he lives. DJ can play tournaments he's won before. Uh, things like that. But if you go by world ranking points, a lot of these guys are not going to be able to play majors. And who wants to go to a major when some of the best players in the world aren't there? They'll stop being majors, maybe. No, they'll just figure it out where they'll they get play. world they'll ranking points play. for their tournaments. And he won the uh, U.S. Open in 2021. Yeah. If they need the TV ratings, they'll let them play. For yeah, the, For the casual fan, they really only care about the majors anyway. And if the big names are there playing, eh, how does it change anything? Did you see- there's not a whole lot of people, I don't think, a very large percentage of the sports television viewing fan base 
sits there and watches these Chishawali tournaments week in and week out that don't mean a whole lot to people. I think the best part is Liv doesn't look to make money in the first three to five years, and the PGA needs to make a ton of money each and every year to justify, you know, the position that Monaghan is in, and obviously have to make bigger paydays to avoid people leaving Liv. I think it's hilarious because I think Liv, instead of wanting to be competitive and have a good product on the television, I think they're just waiting for the PGA to cave or to give up. And now if you're losing, you know, top 10, top 15 players one or two a year and you're not really gaining, you know, amateurs to where, you know, they can get to the John Rom, Cam Smith level, I I think you're just waiting for their PGA Tour to crumble because viewership is going to be down drastically. And so are sponsors if you don't have all these big-name guys in the PGA. Well, it's going to be to see now what the – because there's no way this deal is going to be done in December like they – So what's the deadline? Line. Do you know the exact day? December the 31st, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to happen. But now that they have Rom, they're going to have to sit down and say, okay, we got one of your best players. Yeah, the cards have changed. Now? Yeah, the, the – the price of poker, everything's And there might be a couple changed. others try to sneak in right after Rom. Like, like, he'll take the spotlight. Now's my chance to go. And I think if I you're looking at headliner. guys like that with all the integrity and all the respect that Rom has to make that jump, I think you're maybe going to look at guys that, you know, didn't want to be this, you know, the guy to get, you know, dragged by PJ, you know, tour fans and whatnot. Now you're looking at John Rom. It's like, okay, yeah. the floodgates are open now. And some of these guys probably have wives saying, why aren't you accepting this $200 million offer? I think I read... <laughs> what fi- are you doing? The 550, $550 million John Rahm will get is higher than the entire PGA Tour prize purse for 2024. Have they confirmed that? that that's going to be the number is 550 plus with his own team. So he would have like won every... He would have taken... He, it, that, won every tournament, not just winning win, the winning take share, the entire but all purses the, to... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's when you, when you, yeah, when you can do that, you're no nobody turning that mm. kind of money down. The only thing that takes away from me, and I do watch live golf, um, when they're in the states, when they're overseas, you don't, you know, CW has it on like the next day or whatever. You can't really watch it live, um, but I watch it. But I like to watch guys that that really want to win and they're excited about winning. When you just sign a contract for half a billion dollars, do you really care if you make a putt to make four million to win a tournament? That's what Tiger was always saying. About I mean, four this. million is a lot of money, but for a guy that just made a half a billion to sign, do you think they really worry about? Well, they still they still have a competitive edge. That's right. how they got there in the yeah, first. Yeah, they'll try place. to win, but still, it's like it don't care anymore. I mean, ah, uh, big deal. I lost. I made one point eight million instead of four million. You know, it's just. But if you're a major league pitcher making thirty million a year, do you care if you win your next game? Yeah, you care. Of course. Well, you're not getting anything for it, but the, there's prize money involved in this. I'm just saying the money doesn't really matter to them anymore. And does he really care if he wins at live golf? Well, but this baseball money, basketball money, that's guaranteed money. Win or lose. Well, it's not a half a billion. No, but it's enough that they can live comfortably on. I'm just saying I don't think you lose completely lose your competitive instinct. No, I don't think you, you do, but, you don't, but I don't think you grind as much as you would. Probably not. You know, I would doubt Pat Perez actually gets more than five minutes of workout in before he goes to the first tee. But do you care how much these guys practice, or do you care just watching them make great shots? No, I'm just saying, oh, but when they when they had to make money for a living, they didn't have guaranteed money. You know, if you miss a cut, you didn't get paid that week. You know, a guy like but, but Pat Perez. was that the would, entertainment value for you? No, but I'm just saying, a guy like Pat Perez would probably work, you know, when he wasn't playing. He'd probably be out chipping and putting, and now that he's got guaranteed money, he's like, eh, I'm going to go warm up for five minutes and... Let's yeah, play. that's true. But how does it affect you as a viewer? Do it don't really affect care? me. I'm just I'm trying it to make a point here. You. I'm just making a point. It doesn't affect me. I have no money in the game. Well, that was always Tiger's point is like if you're not grinding, 
Like if you have all this guaranteed money, where's your motivation to grind? I get both sides of it. It's but when you have some crazy amount of money put in front of your face like that, but you're also human talking, instinct kicks in. Yeah, but you're also talking about a billionaire who made a billion a billion dollars in golf, Tiger Woods, kind of complaining and talking down to anybody taking a bunch of money mm. from Lib because their motivation won't be there. Well, like what? I think what, I, what's <laughs> the logic there? Because he with his contract sponsorships right. and winning. He's made over $1.5 billion in the game of golf, and he still has a competitive spirit. He, I mean, that's his main drive is him being competitive, want to beat other guys. Yeah. Why can't that be John Roms as well with money and still be competitive? Mm-hmm. Why is he the only one that can be on this competitive money scale and everybody else is a chump for taking money and they're going to lose their competitive edge? You're talking about the greatest of all time saying that. That is really weird. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think he was framing it as, like, talking down. He was yeah. simply asking the question – of, like, where is your guy? I don't think Tiger is really, like, gives a damn. But he's, like, Kobe no, Jordan-level competitor. Like, he's, like, that next-level kind of competitor where, like, he it, it drives him like crazy. So there's no question where his motivation is. It's certainly not monetary, whether he has $1 billion or $100 million. But yeah. some guys could still be playing golf <clears throat> for $5 and still want to be competitive, Jordan, still want to win. Jordan, he'll he'll yeah, bet you any amount of, people, of money and plays 36 yeah, holes a day and goes like crazy. Especially Nicholson. people at that level, they're, they're never going to want to be bad players. No, their appetite for competition is, like, consumes that. Tim's always talked about that, how it's, like, not, like, a comfortable lifestyle to leave, but that's, you know, the price of of one of one greatness that's why when we talk jordan and tiger and brady these guys you you wouldn't mention anyone else in that category because of that competitive drive and hunger and i i probably the only one probably nobody agrees with me with this but they're also with the team aspect there's money involved in that i think there's four million dollars to the winning team split four ways um you don't want to let your teammates down you know you may not care okay i didn't make four million this week i only made 1.2 but you're also trying because it's a team team tournament as well, and you want to get out there and actually perform for your teammates. You don't want to let them down. I saw Cam Smith miss a putt to win a tournament, you know, for $4 million. He missed a putt to win a tournament, and it also cost his team the title because that would have put his team in the – so he missed a putt, cost him the tournament. He was more pissed off that he cost his team the tournament title because that's the first thing he said. He goes, yeah, he goes, I, I knew I needed that putt for the team, and I, I let him down. He didn't say I needed that putt to win the tournament. He let his team down. So there's still that aspect where you can poo-poo the team concept all you want, but these guys are playing for each other. Uh, guys, I thought Liv and PJ were merging anyway, so why does any of this matter? It's from Cuckleberry Finn. Well, oh, they won't. <laughs> they now, might not. If I'm Liv, I'm like, actually, we're not going to do that anymore. Now that we so snagged John the, Robb right, for me, the, I think Certainly, we're good. the price of the merger is... Well, the Saudis have the upper hand now. Oh, 100%. Well, they've had it for a while, just because they have money to burn and they don't need to make a profit. I, don't I think, think that's so. a great business model. I don't think so. Well, they're, they're the disruptor. They, they're yeah. the disruptor. Yeah, they, they wanted to be part of the PGA Tour because they want their players to get rights uh, or um, points, you know, ranking points, world ranking points. Uh, they want some of their tournaments recognized. Um, they want to be able to have some other PGA players go play their events if they want, even if they aren't members. Uh, they want their live players to go back and be able to play the PGA Tour if they want to without uh, stipulation and fines. And um, But now that Rom's joined, it's like, okay, well, here's what we want. You give it or we'll take more players of yours. Uh, what they won't take, Doug, is Brown Crouppen because that's our title sponsor. Brown Crouppen no. is our title sponsor. Can you tell us a little about Brown and Crouppen? Well, I'm sure they would have strong opinions on this live golf thing. We have had Ed Herman come in here. He knows everything about sure. baseball. Just break it on down. He sure does. 
We've had Andy Crouppen, we've had Terry Crouppen have been in here. These guys know a little bit about everything and a lot about most things and just about everything about the legal profession. That's why this is who you should call if you have a potential personal injury case. Brown and Crouppen is a local law firm right here to serve you, founded in 1979 right here in St. Louis. So they're 44 years old, just built that new office down there on the hill, and they've grown into one of the largest personal injury firms in the entire Midwest. They enjoy being part of the community. They value that. They're involved in many charities and community events, everything from Annie Malone and Sister Strut to Stray Rescue, and they'd like to help you out. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen Services, here's a number to call. I'll give that now. 314-222-2222, or you go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure you let them know you heard about it here on TMA. Remember, they'll give you a free evaluation for your case. They work on a contingency basis. No upfront cost to you at all. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid. They've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. So keep Brown and Crouppen in mind. If ever you have a case that comes up, give them a call. Talk about it. They'll walk you through the process and see what you got. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results. And every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. And, you know, the weather right now, not terrible. Going to be uh, pretty warm today. 60 today. Yeah, going to be decently warm tomorrow, but we all know that that uh, weather is going to drop precipitously. And if you don't have your furnace taken care of, you can be in uh, rough shape. And that's when you call Design Air Heating and Cooling. Plowhawk, can I hear a little about Design Air? Yes, sir. Design Air Heating and Cooling is the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. They're online at designairservice.com. And yeah, I know it's warm right now, but it's inevitably going to cool down and your furnace is going to be working over time. So when that happens, you want to make sure it's working. Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling says get that furnace tuned up and do so very easily, very quickly by going to designairservice.com and clicking on the Book Now tab. I had it done last month. Incredibly easy. They were in, they were out, and now we have peace of mind for the winter months. It's all at Design Air Heating and Cooling. I'm on at designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Doug Vaughn is a client. I am a client. And once you work with Design Air, you will be a client as well. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. That's design air. That's Doug. a smooth edit, too. Boy, well, you're the man, Paul. Who's doing Chris. this editing? This guy right here, and he's a star. And we're all stars, and we're going to close out this mug and ass 7 o'clock hour now. What is it? 823 uh, here on the morning after, presented by Brown and Crouppen. Hey, uh, next week, one week away, Doug, December 14th, Thursday, December 14th at Hot Shots and Webster. Oh, that's right. 7 p.m., we have the TMA Year End Awards. Uh, we'll have the nominees uh, coming out very, very soon very, very soon uh, of our 10 categories. So shockers on the nominees. I forgot about, because yeah. a year is a long time, and that sounds Year's dumb. A long like, time, man. I forgot about some of the heavy hitters, you know, yeah. February, March. Yeah. So the nominees, I believe we're going to announce those tomorrow. I want, the, I want the full strength team. If Tim's not in tomorrow, we'll announce them. Um, but we are uh, we have the uh, the nominees coming out very soon for that, so stay tuned for that. But please come out Thursday, December 14th at Hot Shots in Webster, 7 p.m. It's going to be a great night, and please bring a new and unwrapped toy for Annie's Hope on behalf of our good friend Jay Randolph Jr. It's Pearl Harbor Day, Doug, and that is obviously uh, oh, a very significant day, not only in American history, but in Foot Fetish Friday history. 
Oh, that's right. It's a question that often came up. Do you know? And then followed by, when was the last time you were passionately kissed? And when I say passionately, I mean your knees buckled. Buckled. That was yeah. another question. And we're always thinking of our good friend Jay. Will Randall some of these questions be asked at Hot Shots on Thursday? I could see myself uh, posing the question to a few mm-hmm. of our listeners. Bill's uh, wife, maybe if she shows up, say, hey, when was the last time you were passionately kissed? And I mean when your knees buckled. Oh. Yeah, when your knees buckled. Yeah. So uh, please bring a new and unwrapped toy for Annie's Hope on behalf of our good friend Jay Randolph Jr. We're thinking about him always. And uh, this event last year was so much fun. It's a great time. We honor Jay. And this year is also going to be an awesome time over at Hot Shots in Webster Groves. That's next week, Thursday, December 14th. You can also sign up to be the TMA Listener of the Month, presented by Milagro Tequila. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. Uh, our reigning champ is Blueberry Pop Pop for the month of November. Sign up to be the winner for December. That's going to close out the Mungan 7 o'clock hour here on the morning after, presented by Brian Crouppen, live from the Michelob Ultra Studios.